Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horwitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. Stevie, we have, uh, I, I mean, I guess I say it every time. I probably say we have an amazing guest, but uh, this is this is one of my, I got to, he'll hear this and he'll know. He's one of my favorite people. Hmm. Uh, I've known him for a couple of years. He's a really fantastic uh, writer, performer, um, podcaster. He's got a new show he's going to tell us about. It's Jacob Wysocki. Jacob. Hi. Hi, Jacob. Thanks for coming on the show and hitting that note so fast. No worries. I was locked and loaded. Are you a singer? I, I can carry a tune. I could tell. I could carry a tune. That doesn't surprise me, but I don't think I've actually heard you sing. I don't think it's a thing I do a lot. Feels like it would be an asset in your field, though. Yeah. I don't pull. <laughs> Have you been in a musical? In high school. Ooh. I bet there's some. I bet there's some footage. We don't need. We won't pry. But, but if I think I, there's footage of me doing the producers, <gasps> uh, a bit of Pippin, <gasps> <laughs> a bit of Pippin, magic to do. Oh, wow. You didn't sing in that thing that I saw you in where you were in the full like lion makeup, right? The full lion makeup. No. I, I just remember I, I, I did a show with Jacob and I came backstage and he was in full, just a beautiful, professionally done like cat makeup. Cool. Wow. I would like to wear There's that no makeup singing. in life. Like, I think that's a nice look. Yeah. Why, Both of us look a bit like lions. Uh, I guess judgment and yeah. c- criticism and um, I'm just trying to really fit in here. Mm-hmm. Stevie, I think you fit in. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, I was, this is, uh, you know, this is neither here nor there, but I was going through my, um, on my iPhoto last night because I have some photos that are on my computer that aren't on my phone. And I found, I don't, the video's gone, but I found stills from when you and I shot that thing and we were engaged. We played an engaged couple. So it's six years ago. Six years ago. We've known each other for a lifetime, basically. Mm -hmm. Is that, that's how you guys met? Yeah. Yeah. Doing doing art. Doing it. Making our art. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, how was he? Wonderful. Wonderful man. <laughs> <laughs> How was I as a fiance? You can ask that in front of me. I don't no, mind. It's fine. I didn't. What no, if I was bad? I, I didn't say. Dave anything. is the only wonderful man, maybe besides you, left on Earth. Yeah. <gasps> that's wow. wow. I mean, that's a lot of pressure going into this episode. But let's let's. It is. Yeah, you have to be. <laughs> let's reset a little because who knows? Maybe I'm maybe I'm a bad boy today. Jake was a bit of a bad boy. I think just in terms of overall vibe, in the best possible way. Yeah, I'm a baddie. Um, you, uh, you have just recorded, uh, a marathon podcast that's about to come out. Yes. It's called, I don't want to talk about fight club anymore, where I attempt to watch fight club for 72 hours straight. No um, breaks, no sleep. No, I was wondering about this. What? Yeah. Yeah. So format wise is, is it all 72? So it's like the movie's a little under two hours long, right? It's like two twenty. It's way too long. Oh, it's over two. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Which hurts. Wait, so how many times did you have to watch it then? Uh, 72 hours would be 31 viewings. So is there 31 episodes of the show? No. Oh. No. I, I have uh, two watch-along episodes where you can watch the movie along with me and guests. And then I have uh, seven episodes that are blocked out through different sections so the first episode's my first viewing. The second episode's like my ninth viewing. <laughs> the third, my third episode is like my fifteenth. <gasps> so 
Um, so where you're, did you're this, opening a door. You're yeah. not along the whole ride. Where did the idea come from? Do you dislike the movie, like the movie? Are you sick of the movie? Like, but this is before the the show starts. Yeah. So I wanted to do a podcast, and I sent an email to Headgum with a bunch of different pitches. And one that I wrote was, I don't want to talk about Fight Club anymore because I thought it had a good title. That's mm-hmm. so funny. It's a great title. And it's the perfect title. That's the one they wanted me to write a one page for. <sighs> came up with. Of course. It's that's never like Jacob chat. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's never the one that's easiest that you could do forever. It's, yeah. it's also how every podcast starts. No one actually has a premise for a podcast. We all just come up with titles first. That's mm-hmm. how this podcast started also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was going to be what, like a cooking show or something? It was mostly just a joke that I tweeted and then it became a podcast because you were like, I'll be my your co-host. And then we literally started doing a podcast. You said something like if I had a one woman show called I Burn Everything about how I can't cook and I'm bad at dating, which yeah. is something, something. And then I replied and said, sounds like a podcast uh, that I would co-host. And then, yeah, then we did. That's how it started. Yeah. You just have to have a good title. I think That's really, how showbiz works. Yeah. It's all about, uh, do you have a skeleton? You can put some meat on it. Yes. Mm. Uh, but while I developed the idea, it became more about like, you know, pushing myself and like trying to obtain goals. And like I I found substance in it to make it more than just a funny title. I'm sure you did. Did, did you have specific feelings about it before? Like as it, besides it just being a good title for a show, which it is, did, did you, is it something you detest, something you liked? I think it's like... Uh, I don't think there's a market for it in the podcast world, which is what I think is its biggest advantage is nobody's doing that in this medium. Nobody's like trying to be like, I want to be the Morgan Spurlock of podcasts. (laughs) You know, like nobody's doing these big like endurance sort of weird torture projects projects yeah uh, everyone's doing streamers do it but podcast no comfortably like yeah. they're just like how can i do this once a week no more you know with yeah. people i'm familiar with i quite i have a question mm-hmm. do you want to watch fight club right now <laughs> no no i would leave I if you had the movie uh, on right now i probably we would wouldn't have to leave we would never put it on yeah thank you Promise. I was. Well, I was told this would be a safe space. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're we very. Promise. You're very we safe. We promised you this. Did you Did you come away with any sort of like overall big takeaways in terms of uh, this is how like it actually is a satire of toxic masculinity. It's not toxic itself, or it it was is trying to be that and it fails on all levels. Or it's actually great to women instead of yeah. uh, possibly mean, it, the opposite. It, it ultimately becomes mu- it's mush. It's mush. Yeah. It's ah. like a series of images with sound synced up to it uh, <laughs> that follows the same pattern over and over and over and over. Wow. But yeah, you know, I don't think I discovered anything novel about the movie. Like, truly. <laughs> isn't that isn't that sad? Like, No, I kind of love it because it makes me think that you could do it with any movie, including like either the most inoffensive movie or a movie you absolutely love and you wouldn't come away going... I've unlocked secrets. You've come away going, this is nothing. Why do they even make movies? I (laughs) love that. That conclusion is so funny. How did you stay awake for 72 hours? Uh, Well, I don't want to spoil it, but if I were to have... Just give us a hint. A lot of it was just willpower and truly standing up. (gasps) Like when I started to nod, I would just stand in the doorway with the door open in the cold air. (laughs) And I would just like kind of stare at the screen. That's you're you're a you're a braver man than I because anytime too, I've yeah. tried to I feel like starting in college any attempted even just all nighter has usually led to seven or eight a.m. I'm out. Yeah. 
and then I and I convince myself I don't need to do this if it's yeah, like same. I have to finish this paper I have to finish this script I have to finish editing this thing invariably I'll, I, will, I will always go I can f- I can do this another time I can convince someone that they don't need this for me right now yeah I think if you maybe designed it with where you didn't have an out yeah I think that's the difference right like, yeah but I, I also put kind all of... my cards on the table and was like I'm gonna do this thing <laughs> And so there was no other option of like, yeah, I'll just record it tomorrow. Yeah. As a postscript to it, did it, how long did it take you to come out of the fog? I could earnestly probably say I'm still dealing with it. Oh no. <laughs> what no, no. Uh, <laughs> truthfully, like that does two, make sense. two, three weeks. <gasps> Damn. Yeah. Uh, just, it was just really tough. It was psychologically really bad for me. Uh, and I think it just really, you just really like can't, your, I, my body didn't want to go to sleep. Like when it was done, I slept for like five hours and then I like was up and like felt just as wired as I was <sighs> for the rest of it and like went to a Game of Thrones party or something. Oh my gosh. And then I went to bed and then I slept like 16 hours. Yes. And what? had like a couple of those like just real big like 10 hour sleep. Nights. Isn't it nuts how not getting enough sleep, just even one night can destroy a whole it destroys a whole month for me yeah mm-hmm. it can really I, mess I can't. up your balance yeah it's really weird what Oof. um besides keeping your 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 brain awake what were you doing what were you what were you eating what kind of uh and and how did it differ from how you normally eat? what were you eating to stay awake uh well i did i was coffee was like last case scenario mm-hmm. i had adderall i didn't end up taking it because i was just like that's gonna that's the double-edged sword where i'll give it up but then I'll have to crash. Yeah, and your brain will will go on autopilot, which yeah. is you don't and want that. I also thought it would be too unhealthy to be up that long and then be like, "Here's this crack." Yeah, Here's yeah, crack. yeah. Um, I was eating. I I really stocked up a lot of snacks because I had guests coming over and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had the classic Lacroix. We had some hot Cheetos, some hot fries, your little dips with pita. My mom came over and. Dropped off like a bunch of pulled pork and mac and cheese and like brownies and shit. That's well, good. Ten out of ten, mom. Yeah, a good move. Your mom lives in the neighborhood, or she, she lives near you. She yeah, she's like like forty five to an hour away. Oh wow. Far. Yeah. Um, did any of those snacks help you stay awake better than others? Um, I think it was just good to be doing something other than watching the movie like consciously. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm chewing. I'm chewing. I'm not watching. I'm chewing. Yeah. How did you gauge, were you ever, ever able to look away from the TV? Like, how did you gauge watching? After a while, it was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I really don't care if I'm on my phone. Like, I half, about more than halfway through realized that I could play this movie on my laptop. And then I was sitting outside. Oh, oh that's good. Smart. Which was really nice to just switch it up and not be in a box. Yeah. Um, if HeadGum came to you and said, we want a sequel... Would you, A, would you do it? And B, do you know what movie you would do? Uh, I probably would do it, but I would do different parameters. Like, I don't think I would watch a movie for 72 hours. I think I would like, the thing that I think is the most interesting to me, and I don't know how you do it, would be like to go to the Getty Museum five days in a row, open to close. Oh, that's way better. And like, that's something you could do. And it's not like super detrimental to my health, Mm -hmm. but it is going to be annoying the second day I go. Yeah, and but also there's more there's more walking around. It's probably harder to eat uh, just just pure calories to keep your your blood sugar spiking so you can stay awake. Yeah, you're not watching uh, 
uh, Helena Bonham Carter say, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school 87 <laughs> times. Oh, which man. the first time you see it, you're like, okay, I guess that's a okay, joke. Yeah. Fourth time you're like, I think maybe I, maybe I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, this is too, too much for me. I have a confession. Please. I have n- never seen Fight Club all the way through. You're fine. You're That's not a really confession. Fine. I would have That's been surprised fine, right? if you had. Yeah. I think I've seen bits and pieces when it's been on TV somewhere and never cared to watch it in a real way. Yeah, uh, it's fine. My um You're good. You're totally fine. Okay, yeah. Good. I had a bit of a I had a little Chuck Palahniuk phase. He's he's the author of the book. Mm. Uh went went and saw him speak and he um this was in college. I went with my brother and my aunt who is um a real interesting woman and uh he told one of the most <laughs> disgusting That's a horrible way of describing someone she's a, oh uh, she's she's got a real she, horrible woman yeah oh no no a wonderful wonderful woman but you know has has some great uh one of her my favorite pull quotes of hers are is um quaaludes are were so fun they had to stop making them ah yeah that's okay okay yeah that's 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 her vibe um but he he read a story that was so uh, graphic that people um we're we're almost like going to be sick. Oh God! Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, a, it's, I, I, yeah. It's a story I, called Guts. Yeah, I I did a little bit of reading about him, and it just seemed like everything was controversial, <laughs> and like <laughs> like he was pushing it. Am yeah. I wrong? No, no. I think yeah. I think pushing it is a very um. Yeah, he's 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 a very divisive figure. He he himself is gay, so it's like calling the 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 book and the movie. Uh, you know, super misogynistic or or homophobic, he can refute that. But then also, he write he he's like a journalist, so he he's written these stories about the the horrible ways people uh, get off or are gratified sexually, and and that's the story that made people vomit. It's, he's just a very like he's a very mild looking man. He looks very uh, normal, and I think that the point is uh, he wants you to be like, I can't believe this this normal man is being uh, so naughty yeah. and nasty. Oh, bad boy. Yeah. Another bad boy. <laughs> naughty little boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I hope I'm not mischaracterizing you as uh, a bad boy. I think I'm, I'm trying to be um, he playful about it. One. Well, I called him that earlier. You but did. then he agreed. Yeah. yeah. He called himself a baddie. I think what I'm just saying is that you're cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think I do cool stuff. I think I'm a pretty cool guy. Yeah. I think I kind of like can fluctuate on that if there's like a spectrum of bad guy to nice guy mm-hmm. where it's like, I think like when I'm doing my own thing. I can be perceived more as, I guess, on the bad spectrum. But I think when it comes to, like, dating and relationships, I do probably really fit the nice guy mold. I think so, yeah. We've had we've had a handful of really nice conversations yeah. about, about relationships, and I feel like it doesn't jive with your personality. I almost feel like you're, you're doing wonders for the the bad boy community by injecting some sensitivity into it you know yeah that's a cool way to look at it i think it's because uh women really like you men really like you and i think like anytime i've perceived you to be like oh what's like oh what are you doing who are you texting it's like underneath it all you've you're a bit of a romantic i think yeah i do like romance i i like to be sweet i think i was given like good uh, unedited love for my parents, and that's the kind of love I want to give other people. Oh, that's really nice. That's, that's what so I've received. Sweet. Um, and so I just want to be able to give that to people. And I think like there's really no way to be cool and do that. 
like classically cool or socially cool to like earnestly have a, an attempt to be open and give people good like positive radiant energy is kind of dorky and like goofy i think sometimes well, it's vulnerable but i think vulnerability is cool yeah i think i think we are experiencing a bit of a shift where where we're we're tipping the scales a little bit into you know what's like a good example like you have very uh cool long hair that sometimes is very ornately braided and i feel like i've seen people braid your hair in public and i'm like that's an objectively cool thing <laughs> that somebody that like a if a guy in the 50s with a pack of cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve saw that he'd be like what's this guy doing but yeah but it's like hey man you're gonna die at 43 of like uh you know a heart attack because Gum cancer <laughs> <laughs> because you smoke nine packs a day and you eat red meat three meals a day you can't do that no you can't um have uh have you do you find uh, you're perceived to be like a bad or a cool guy, a bad boy or a cool boy, uh, but uh, by the uh, women you date. Uh, or do you feel like you're oh, misunderstood? Oh, oh, just bonked my knee. Sh- <laughs> <ow. laughs> um, you can be a cool guy, but you still have to be safe. You have, you bonked your knee. Yeah, we gotta be a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck it, dude. <laughs> fuck it, man. Who cares? Yeah, um, I'm gonna have a bruise. <laughs> I think women I pursue, I probably am perceived as a nice guy because that's how I just interact with people I'm interested in. Is that I'm nice and I'm like open and probably not, you know, in my normal zone. Like I'm not like at UCB or something like that. I'm like somewhere where they are trying to do something they like or I'm more in their court where it's like, you don't get to see me in my comfortableness in my, like my arena or whatever. And I think women that pursue me probably view me as like somebody who's like, I don't know, like alternate alternative or something like that, you know, where it's like, Oh, he's a little bit different than the other people. And that's interesting. Oh, I see. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Wait, are we trying to equate like being interesting we're, earlier, were we trying to say that being interesting in an artistic way or like having kind of like avant-garde sense of humor makes you a bad boy? Was that what we were trying to say? Like what makes you, I'm confused, is that a joke? Like are you not a bad boy at all? No, I think I'm like a little baddie. I yeah? don't know. I, I don't know. Like I, I, think, I, think I, get wait, it. I, I tell people to like fuck off and I kind of do my own thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I like, think it's also like. I yeah. like that. Yeah, I think you do. I think you do what you feel. I think you're you're not afraid to uh, to say what's on your mind. I also think there's I think there's a little bit of like a social party element to that too, where it's like I'll roll up to a, a couple parties in a night if I'm if I'm feeling it. Like, you know, I think for me, it's like I think you know it when you see it. Like I've had periods of time where I'm like, oh, I think maybe I'm venturing into like a bit of a bad boy territory, but. At this point now, I'm just a big old softy. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, I do think it operates on a, a pendulum and it's definitely like moment to moment. Yeah. Where if, if, if you see me with my parents, there's no way I'm going to seem like a bad boy. Oh, yeah. Know? But if you see me with like the bath boys, you're sketchy. I'm sure we're like shitting on somebody's car and it, you're like, whoa, what a, what a handsome boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But not that, actually though. shitting on a car. Uh, or is that something that. Lit- quite literally. No, no, yeah. I mean, in the, in the joke, 
the, the uh, joke sense. the example that I was making, we were shitting on a car. No, I knew that. I just was, you know, for a second I was. Then where's the confusion? Has there been <laughs> an instance no. where no, no. <laughs> And legally speaking, no. 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 Um, I like this that, is though. Binding. I think this that, is illegally yeah, binding. This is podcast. legally binding. When you say something on a podcast, it's legally binding. Yeah. Also, no copyright exists on this podcast either. No. Um, I like that, though. I think everyone should have a little bad and a little good. Yeah. I think anyone who's all good is probably all bad. Oh. And okay. anyone who's all bad is probably some good. Yeah. Well, I think if you're all... <laughs> Like everybody's faulty, everybody fucks up, everybody yeah, has human. like trauma and issues. So anybody who thinks that they're all good, it's I would say it has to be some sort of like facade. Yeah. And so it's like you're hiding the cracks. You're not letting anybody see the cracks. Like that makes me feel like the cracks are deeper than anybody who's yeah, yeah, yeah. mostly good. Yes, yes, yes. What uh, what are your bad girl tendencies? Uh, bad girl tendencies. It actually really depends on the season. Like sometimes I, you know, go to bed early, wake up Mm -hmm. early, go and do my routine. Like sometimes I'm very in this like healthy sort of, I'm treating myself nice. And then sometimes I'll go out till 3am dating someone I shouldn't be dating type vibe, but, uh, bad. I did flip someone off in the crosswalk the other day when I saw you. Yes, we cool. ran into each other and she had just flipped off a stranger. For literally yeah. no reason. Like You were I, just like feeling it. I was... Um, you, were, you were on one. I was on one. Sometimes I get on one and I flipped a guy off because he didn't see me, but also like, why would he have, you know? Yeah. And I love when pedestrians are aggressive because it's just like, it's so wild in LA because I'm also the person driving the car most of the time you know i don't bat an eye yeah it's crazy yeah um yeah no i don't know i'm always a little bad i like to keep a little bit bad in me because otherwise it's kind of boring i agree you know yeah keep like i keep like 30 percent bad 70 i'm nice to people i love and if uh you fuck me over you did to me sometimes (laughs) you want to let the devil win yeah they the devil should win sometimes why not I also think it's like we're kind of skirting around it, but the the concept of being on one is maybe even more accurate than being like a bad boy or a bad girl or a good boy or a girl. I do, yeah. Like there are times where I've been truly on one. Yeah, yes. You know, and I'm slumming it. Maybe that's what I'm perceiving because, like, that's also. I mean, I've like a great example is I've had some some like I said earlier, like genuinely uh, touching, articulate, like wonderful conversations with you. Uh, out and about and then I've also ran into you and just like cackled maniacally at 2.45 in the morning out somewhere up to (laughs) absolutely no good. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that it is a pendulum thing because I think there's value in both. If if we were just sitting around sipping uh, you know uh, green tea and talking about our feelings like you you, you gotta have the other side yeah Yeah, it gets boring I I think that's a good way you just get bored and you I don't ever want to be in one lane no. Like I want to, I want to swerve around. I want to be like the 101 past downtown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be nice and have some curves. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think uh, any other way would get boring fast. Also, I love calling it on one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's really accurate. You guys should coin that. That's really good. Yeah, you're on one. Because like sometimes, <laughs> yeah, we made that up, right? <laughs> I just first time I'm hearing it. It's legally binding. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like we always say on a podcast, if you came up on a podcast, it's legally binding on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. So how do you how do you keep your edge when you are um, 
in a relationship, which will maybe curb some of those tendencies. Because you are you are currently dating someone. Yeah, I'm in a relationship. Right Congratulations! Now. Thank you so much. It's it rocks. How long has it been? Um, we're coming up on I think five months. Damn, yeah. that's a lifetime in LA. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's quite some time. It's, it's like it, three years in LA. Yeah, it's my longest relationship in a while. Yeah, I've had a couple three months where it's like. Uh, okay. Same. Yeah, and it never yeah. quite gets off the ground for some <laughs> yeah, reason. You know. Yeah. It's weird. The, it's like one the, of us is like fallen behind and we're just like, I don't know, man. I never was able to catch up. Yeah. The three monthers, the six to eight weekers, they're 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 very yes. they, they are significant. It's not like we can immediately forget about Ooh, them, but the six to eight weekers. Those, those are, are yeah. <laughs> those are something else. Mm-hmm. The eight when, weaker squeakers are you know, they, yeah. they, they, they they count, they matter, and then they're over. I mean but, an eight week that's Six hangs, right? An eight-week squeaker. Oh, oh, it could be six to twenty hangs, that, depending okay, on how manic uh, yes, it is. Yes, I see. Yes, you know, like oh, I feel yeah, like yeah. The, I feel like my eight-weekers. Okay, three monthers, <laughs> <laughs> they end fine. Mm-hmm. They always end fine, right? It's like two people being like, I don't know, man, mm. I'm just not feeling it, or some one of us is not feeling it. The eight-weekers, those end in flames, a hundred percent of the time. Because for you to be able to develop something in two months and explode it in two months. That's good. Yeah, there could even be like there could be a road trip slash a full on vacation in that eight weeks. Yeah, at some point. Yep. At some point, you talked about getting married for some reason. Uh, You know, it's like it got it got too (laughs) weird too fast, and then your first date ended, and oh my god, we both want kids, and we both want two kids. Wow, this could work. I guess this is gonna work because we want the same amount of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you find one thing to latch on. You're like, we both like Mediterranean food. Wow. I don't wow. know anyone in LA who likes that. It's so rare. You're <laughs> I, so rare. I had a I had a f- th- four four monther. I had a four monther where I literally kept a list of things that me and this person had in common, and we would excitedly be like, "Add it to the list." And uh, that one ended so poorly. That's what you should have known. <laughs> you can't keep a tally. Yeah. The last, my last eight weeker that just ended, he kept a list of things he liked about me. No, wait, and so did the guy before. Mm. That's a weird fucking thing to do. Is it because there's do. a lot to like or not enough? It's because yeah, oh <laughs> when things get bad, they're like, I gotta look at this list to yeah. make sure I'm still dating this person. My pro and con. Is this person good? Did, that, did those two relationships blow up in the same way? Different ways. Different ways. Different ways. But creative both times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, you, don't you just, I, you know, I honestly, it's going to sound disingenuous, but I do appreciate when something ends horribly in a in a creative way, because one that just either fizzles or there's like Boring. A, a stupid bunch of text messages leading up to it, you know, not a quite as memorable, but it still sucks the same amount. You know what I mean? I just, I just, I like when someone leaves me something to remember them by, (laughs) even if it's really bad. Yeah, I'm not answering because I'm just thinking about all the times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just had to go through my Rolodex and be like, have I had anything? Uh, And then I just thought of them all. Yeah. (laughs) What what are you thinking about right now? Oh, I just literally was like, thought of every relationship I've ever had in one moment. Wow. (laughs) That's what. That's what we strive for on this show. Really, yeah. really give you something to think about on the drive home. Yeah. I would say, I don't know. Most of mine typically have ended with either me just getting like being completely like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. You're gone now. And like, you're dead. <laughs> and like, like, like not actually dead, dead but you. like, we, I have to kill you. you yeah. Know? I have to kill you in my brain for and this to be yes. okay. And you're so surprised because you're like, oh, this was like a thing that felt really 
positive and good, but maybe a little manic. Trick of the brain. Yes. Yeah. Especially, but those, don't those, all of those ones that end like that, they start manic. Yeah. They kind of feel manic. They yeah. feel a yeah. little like, I don't know, like two people sort of grasping very tightly or and something. Being like, we know it's not the proper speed, but, but it we, works. I just it's feel fine. so good. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's weird. Those never go well. Yeah. But then I've also had the, have you had the opposite? I've had it where it like goes very slowly and steadily and it just develops into a person you'd never really want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. I think when I'm, when I tend to be slow with like, at least, or like labeling of commitment and stuff, it's just like me not operating truthful to myself i'm like yeah. mm, uh, i like deep down inside you know you don't like them but there's enough to like hang out and you uh, like we do like we can both smoke weed and like watch movies and <laughs> that's cool yeah but i know down the road and that's why i think you're going slow yeah because there's no, nothing mind. driving it yeah i think you want somewhere in between i want something driving it i really want to see a person but i also want them to have a busy enough life to not be able to see me five days a week yes mm -hmm. like please don't yeah yeah you, you i think it's like for me my version of that is like brake control where it's like you know you can go as fast as you want as long as you can like pump the brake and like have a conversation at least check in and be like this is pretty rapid yeah you know like my current relationship i'm in i think like did start pretty fast and i think both of us were really convinced that it was like good and we were having a good time but we were also really able to acknowledge like this feels very quick uh but i'm okay with that like yeah. um and it just feels natural and it just feels where we're at like that's so much better than the manic version of just like we're going Keep and going. we're at cafe Don't 101 and we're howling yeah. at the moon and we're never going to talk about like what we are or what we're doing because it's yep. just so right now and it's so perfect or yeah. whatever. Yeah. How often, how often did you start seeing her and then how often do you see now, see each other now? Um, uh, we would probably, uh, we have different lifestyles where she works like a more traditional job. Nice. Um, so we were just doing like the weekends uh and then i would say like i probably we see each other probably every weekend unless there's just like somebody's out of town or something like that and we usually stay for at least a couple nights out of the weekend yeah and then depending on like schedules or if she has the day off like i'll stay over like probably one or two nights a week that seems very reasonable yeah i really like my time in just with her work and stuff, like it doesn't really make sense for her to come to my house a lot. And I pay for my apartment and I'm just like, I want to be at home. And she's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. It's also really healthy to have yeah. autonomy. If you yes. don't, I feel like it's a fast track to resentment, baby. Mm -hmm. Can you think of, cause I'm trying to think about it myself. Cause I feel that in my relationship, it started, uh, quickly, not fear, you know, fast, but not, furious and that we yeah. both oh, yeah. were, were checking in and going like this is pretty good this we is, like this, this is right yeah yeah you want that you don't want it to be too measured up top mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to think like if i can name a, the difference because i've had the fast and the furious yeah where, where it starts and you're going like instead of checking in and being reasonable you're checking in and going like this is crazy right like we're being so crazy which can you think of like a key difference between the, i mean i think for fundamentally for me it's just the feelings to back up the actions yeah do you have something no I, do you I, 
<laughs> I'm biting at something a little bit yeah. where I don't know if this is a satisfying answer, but I think it it the actual difference is that both of you like each other. That is satisfying. Yeah. It's it's ex- Yeah. <clears throat> because yeah. there's always going to be I think cuz the other has imbalance of some kind, right? Yeah. And and no Shh. one's speaking about it. They're using you for security. They're codependent. Yes. Don't like you enough. You don't want to be alone, but they get on your nerves. And you're too scared to say anything. Yeah. It's an imbalance. Yeah, it's almost like one person is um trying to fill a void at least. But it sounds like in this you genuinely, in both your guys' relationships, sounds like you both gen- genuinely like one another, and you're not have you're not dating in order to be fixed or healed or there's no voids. I don't think so, and I but I do think that it can be confusing. At the, I think the reason why a lot of things start fast and fizzle out is because it feels like oh my god we like each other so much, and instead of it purely being oh yeah that's true that's what happened we both really liked each other and we kept doing it and. Uh, that's why we've been married for 40 years. A lot of times it's like, we do really like each other. Oh, we really, but what you're realizing is, oh, we both do, um, have the same taste in movies and, uh, are both getting out of really, uh, horrific relationship situations where one person didn't get enough affection and one person didn't get enough, uh, validation. And th- you can go like, oh, I'm happy to um, have sex with you more than you were having before. And the other person's like, oh, I'm happy to tell you you're uh, attractive and, and nice more than you've been getting before. And that uh, adds up to something that approximates a relationship. And then next thing you know, it's been seven, eight weeks. Yeah. And, and one of you's like, I think I don't want to talk to you ever again. Yeah. So you're talking about timing essentially then, correct? Like it's almost like that's timing related or no? It could be a timing thing. There's I mean, got to be some fate the, or randomization there's like a element. there's like a magic math equation that i'm not i'm not like getting right now but i do think that whether or not it's timing i think it can feel like that and i i mean i've been in things where people are like oh, i can't be in something right now and and or and, and i've done the same thing and i think after a a couple of those and after like a couple of years with that stuff under my belt i'm like I don't really know how much I believe in that. I think it's just, are you both looking for the same things and can you provide them for each other? And do you like each other enough to keep that going? Because I think once all of once, it's not that the spark fades, but for me, it's like when the initial heart eye emoji over your face, like dissipates a little bit, are you left with, Oh no, I can't sleep next to you. It'll freak me out too much. Yeah. Or, Oh, I want to keep doing this yeah. for good. Or oh, you're a valuable partner. You push me. You help me. Like you communicate. You see me in a way, as opposed to oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. Are you yeah, left yeah. with things that you want to keep you around despite something fading and being like a foundation of other potential positives, or do you just want to bail because it's not chill anymore? Yeah, and I think that's where the the seven week, three month, four month things. I think that's why they can peter out is because you you have convinced yourself this isn't just ca- I mean I think there's almost something more honest to a purely casual entanglement that lasts that long than like yeah. a fast and hot and heavy you know two and a half month thing where you're like oh, this is my partner now and then you oh, wake shit, up I'm here yeah yeah and well, you're like yeah. I think at least for me in those like eight weekers, by the time I wake up at week eight, I'm like, oh, I don't like who this person is. 
that's what it's been for me. Ah, it's like, like I, they're they're what makes them up is a like yeah, the personality that I'm like, makeup. That's yeah. not. I don't like who they are. It's not even, and therefore then it leads to me not being attracted or whatever. Where it would have been fine as a casual thing, but then, then as a partnership, I'm like, oh, had I gotten to know this know this person in like a legitimate way, there's no way I would have dated this person. Yeah. But, but you can skip that pretty yeah. easily by. Uh, but also, I guess it just takes time to get to know someone also. No, you can be passive. You can be like passively avoidant. You can be yeah. aggressively avoidant. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to be like, we're so busy. Why would we ever talk? Like, yeah. We're in transit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like avoidant, but also attached. Like I, I found myself in the middle of a four month or meeting somebody's parents and coming out the other side being like, why did I just do that? Yeah. Why yeah, did we very... just have Christmas together? That yeah. was crazy. <laughs> yeah. We got to get out of here. Yeah. A person that I, I dated in the past, I remember I, I had had to meet my parents and I was just like, oh, that was like just like, you're not here, but Mm-mm. you're, you're there on the timeline and you've met yeah. their parents because they're super stoked for them to meet me. Yeah. And like, I was like, well, it's been so long. It's been this long since I met them and it's just par for the course. And I like did it instead of being like, Oh, what do I want to do? I like, I was in a relationship, so I had to do these steps and that's how you'd be in a relationship instead of being like, Oh, stop. Just, I didn't have that moment of self-awareness. I was just there, but it took doing the thing to have that moment. Hey everybody, I'm Jacob Wysocki. I'm the host of I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore, a new podcast on HeadGum where I attempt to watch Fight Club for 72 hours straight. That's right, folks. No sleep, no leaving my home. I'm a man trying to lose his mind. So come along for the journey and check out I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore. Have you guys found that when you're um, younger or when you were younger, you you analyzed less and we're more willing to jump into a relationship head on um i think when i was younger i was like into i was in two longer relationships mm-hmm. and then in my mid-20s like took a huge break yeah and was like oh like i spent four and a half maybe closer to five years in two separate relationships one was very positive, one was very, very negative, and just kind of left me like not wanting that at all. And then gave me space to like figure out who I was and what I wanted to do and like learn how to be alone. And then, you know, that, that gets old, that gets old eventually. Yeah. And you have to try again. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's exactly what I did. I had like a year long thing and then a two year thing and then. Yeah, around like 25, 20, 25, I, I was out of a two-year relationship going, I don't know, what am I, what's You're going swinging on? on your bad boy side of the pendulum from yeah. that age. Yeah. Well, it actually took, it took me a little <laughs> 25's bit 25's everyone's bad boy yeah. time. <laughs> I, think, I think my I was a little bit like delayed though, because I think 25 was like sad boy time, because I thought I was going to be, I don't know if I thought it was going to be somebody's husband at 25, but you know, I was like, that never like came up, but I was in a very serious relationship that ended. And then I was newly, yeah, 25 and going, okay, I guess I just like, I guess I, I I guess people hook up and they, and they, and they get really drunk at parties and they, and that wasn't, uh, that wasn't the move. Like, I don't think I was really 
convincing anybody that that's like a speed I had. I like mm-hmm. experimented with it for a little while and then kind of around. I think my bad boy face was like uh, thir- 31 to 33 maybe. Uh-huh. Like really weird kind of where it, do- yeah. it doesn't really make sense. Every four years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What was that look? It's what, just what like phase every are you election, right you just sort of reinvent, you know? What phase are you in right now? Uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I um, I don't know what I'm doing. I I was, you know, I was dating someone and then uh, that ended abruptly. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what I'm doing at all. I actually have no idea what phase I'm in. You need no not. Yeah, I don't know. It will it will happen when it happens. I don't know. Yeah, it's better to not know. I think. Yeah, I don't feel you're destructive. Just gonna do you, you're just going to do you. Yeah, you're just going to be in your lane. Yeah, I don't know. I'm o- I feel open and available, and um, I have no I have no idea what I'm doing. Do you feel fun? Not today. Mm. In particular, but it's also because I don't feel that well today. Mm-hmm. But. Um, no, I guess I don't feel particularly fun. Like I sometimes can kind of throw like throw it all away and be like, who cares? You know, but I um, I do care. I feel I'm not invested in anyone in particular, but I do feel like I, I, I do feel like I'm kind of bowed out of casual encounters and I, it doesn't really serve me or fulfill me in any way, shape or form. I also feel um, like I have a lot to give. So I don't feel particularly fun, but I feel like ready and available for something yeah. that makes sense yeah absolutely. well maybe that's that's a a thing you'll be attracted to is somebody who can offer you fun and yeah. you can latch onto their fun yeah maybe if you're I not feeling fun right now rob their fun yeah <laughs> maybe i can vampire their fun well you can give them something and then they can give fun and that's like part you know it's yeah. symbiotic a lot of i think yeah it is like and those things should shift that you can't give the same thing forever no no no. you no. have to find new things to give and new ways to receive but do you think uh, people have ever been like a fun vampire for you? Because you're a f- very fun person. Do I mean, they- I talk about that a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of my relationships are are like women who just kind of like want to be around my energy and <clears throat> will exploit that. And then I be am a nice person and yeah. then they exploit that more and they can exploit me for, for like validation and like... Uh, Maybe social circumstance, because if I'm dating this guy, then I get to go be around these people. Sure. Uh, or, you yeah. know, he'll make me feel good and he'll validate me. And he's an artistic person who, you know, operates at this tier level. And, you know, that's going to make me feel good and I can get advice and he can help yeah. me with my stuff. Like, oh. I think yeah. I've experienced different versions of kind of all of those that feel very like s- just vampire sucky. Me too. Yeah. Majorly. Especially with like people who um, are maybe not as creative or Mm -hmm. as um, like savvy in that arena. I'll find people who like just want that and don't have it or have hints of it and want more of it. And it's interesting. That feels very bad, doesn't it? I don't particularly like it, but I think it. I'm not super tuned to noticing it right away because the type of person I am, it does feel good when somebody comes to me and says that they like me or gives me that good attention that I'm more focused on that than 
than what they than like what their drive actually yeah. is. And I like to assume the best of people where yeah. it's just like, no, this is just the, the law of attraction. Yes. You know? Yeah. I'm me or you and you like me and and then you you know, I've gotten better at it. And yeah. I think like it took a few relationships to be like, no, I know what type of person this is. I know the type of person that sucks me dry yep. emotionally. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Baby. <laughs> Let's make that distinction. <laughs> We're not getting blue all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Above the belt. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, yeah, I feel like I've gotten better and better at it, which you yeah. have to do. I think the for me the more I get to know myself and I, I and I know my feelings I can feel that better. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's less factual and is more feeling related for me. Like I sometimes after an encounter with someone even like a friendship I'll leave and I'll be like, "Whoa, I am so tired." Like it's like I feel like I've actually had the life force taken out of me. Yeah. yeah, and that yeah that happens a lot. It's bad. It's ba- I, I mean it. It, well yeah I mean even like in a in a in a friendship way it's hard to kind of come to terms with either I don't think this is going to be a friendship with legs or this is a long-standing friendship that feels like we're coming to the end and I think when that's a romantic prospect it usually I mean that's the like fast and furious for me where I where it starts and then. It's like zero to a hundred. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't wait a minute. I don't know if I like where this is going necessarily, even if it started out like super fun and interesting and like the energy feels good. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking specifically of a thing like a year ago that was not just like less than pleasant. It was, oh, this person's not being nice to me, Mm. which was a a very hard thing because I was like, wait a minute, aren't I? Weren't I nice? Yeah. I think that was like kind of the, the definitive end of my of any like a bad boy phase I might have had or any sort of like, I think when I am or have been on one, I attract a certain kind of energy, yeah. whether it's like friendship or romantic. And someone had picked up on it and been like, this could be interesting. And then I reciprocated. And then very quickly I was like, whoa, hang on. Wait, what? You're being mean, but you're actually, this isn't a joke. <laughs> this isn't fun. Yeah, but you've uh, learned your what your your self worth. Like, not to be too cliche. But no, please. Like that's you realizing. Oh, I'm worth more than that. Because yeah. I think maybe in points and times when you haven't been able to pull that parachute, at least for me, I wasn't able to remind myself that like, oh, I deserve better than somebody who is so insecure they like won't let me go do my own thing. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, oh no, this is what I get because I'm this way. Yeah. Or I look this way or I, uh, you know, don't have the confidence that other people have where it's like, this is what I deserve to get this sort of relation to have a relationship. This is the only type I'm going to get. And you forget. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's like lack mindset. Like, and if you don't, yeah. if you don't like yourself, how the fuck are you going to advocate for yourself? Yeah. Why would you think you could deserve better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. But I think that I, there's, it, I mean, I think the appeal is limited, but I do know why I did that. And I know why other people do that. And it's because it, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's it's like it's role playing it's not it's not bad uh, co- like uh, cosplaying as a bad boy it's it's like role playing as uh, indulging in some sort of depravity of like oh like you're a piece of shit i'm a piece of shit like let's we're just gonna like get in some trouble together yeah. Yeah. and then when that's over you're like oh, wait i why do i feel completely hollow inside and and why am i texting someone who's not responding to wait yeah. where what just happened where did the last six weeks go yeah yeah 
It's wild. I don't quite get caught up in any of that anymore. No, you're good at that. I don't fuck with people who don't, who don't respect me you anymore. Know what yeah. bad. I do. I know immediately. I'm like, I'll go on one day and just be like, nope. Uh-uh. And also, it's very clear to me today. Well, also, once you've once you square you once you're squared away with yourself and you know what your worth is, like we just said. Yeah. And also, once you know what you don't like, maybe by getting what you want. Like I, you know, I I feel like for not the first time ever, but for the first time in a long time, I'm in a relationship that feels not just nice moment to moment, but just consistently overall, like this is great and this is what I wanted. It puts yeah. stuff in a perspective where. I go, oh, I can't believe I put up with, I can't believe I treated myself like this. I yeah. can't believe I let someone else treat me that way. Yeah. It's bonkers. It does feel very clear. It's it's interesting. Sometimes you, I'll, we'll talk to people on here or we'll talk to f- our friends. And there's so much um, negotiating and trying to figure out what's happening in some other, you know what I mean? Like we hear a lot of that. It's very weird when you get into something stable and healthy and you're like, what the fuck was all that <laughs> negotiating? Yeah. A real healthy relationship does not look like that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're not agreeing to terms, you're uh, co-creating. Well, yeah. Yes. When you're not, yeah, you're not signing a contract. You're coming up with the terms together. Yeah, I feel like it's the sort of what I've I've experienced is like when I was faced with you know a problem or an issue in my current relationship, it was like let's figure this out as a team, and I'm going to explain to you based on my the way I was raised or like my trauma and how I deal with stuff why it's an issue right now I'm looking to come overcome that but in order to do so we have to do xyz or like here's a problem here's why it's a problem I would like to work on that together Mm. because I feel blank as opposed to you can't go do that thing or yeah you're not allowed to do this or uh I need this with and I can't explain why I need yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. There's no awareness around yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have enough awareness with yourself. But how did you get to that place of being able to speak to someone like that? I know very few people who can be like, hey, this is something I'd like to create with you. Like, I don't know very many people who could do that. Uh, I mean, a lot of that was like from from her side and and just she's a very good communicator. I think she's a better communicator about feelings than I am. Yeah. And so I kind of like let her take the lead on that. And at the end of the day, there's somebody that I want to be with. So I'm willing to try. Yeah. And it's not anything crazy or unbalanced or uh, like, it's not like they're operating on their bad, bad boy scale or they're on one or anything. It's just like, no, here's an issue and here's how it affects these things. And like, let's try and figure it out. And learn like I'm learning that that level of communication is cool. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that with my own stuff where I'm like, well, this makes me feel this way and here's why. And maybe this is how we can fix it or this is how we can address it. Or yeah. um, if I, you know, if something bothers me, I try and be like, get to the bottom of it. And it's ultimately just like resentment. Yes. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? Like resentment blocking or like, what's the word that I'm thinking of? I'm resentment blocking works. That works. If that works, I'm going to stick with it. Prevention. <laughs> resentment oh, yeah. prevention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always say that where there's resentment, there can be no romance. Like, mm. that's my theory. I'm like, you could see when people have resentment. It is so palpable in mm-hmm. any relationship. But yeah, if you can always be getting out of resentment slash working through that, you're going to have a great relationship. Yeah. I think the, the, the code, like, to go back to your question, to yeah. crack it is like, willing willingness and 
inte- like emotional intelligence to be like, I'm not chumping myself out. Yeah. This isn't an, uh, an unbalanced compromise. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And you also have to have a drive to like want to pursue that yep. person. And usually that like, I think if a different person was like, maybe brought the same issue with a different energy and a different like attraction from my side, it could be a thing where I'd be like, I'm out, dude. Yeah. That doesn't feel like my problem. Yeah. 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 But with this where I'm like, I, I don't know, it's just the way everything's balanced and where I am and where she yeah. is. It was like a very obtainable thing to talk through and like figure out together. I love that. Yeah. yeah I think willingness is key. That is so key. Both sides being totally willing. Mm-hmm. It's also, it doesn't hurt to uh, both be, sensitive people and like you yeah. know one person there could be an imbalance in terms of oh they're an amazing communicator and i'm still learning but i think i mean i see and hear so many oh gosh it especially lately i feel like i hear a lot about uh, not strong silent type people but imbalanced relationships where one person communicates a lot and one person is actually literally a quiet person mm-hmm. and they split up because it's like you're talking to a brick wall or some or your brick wall being talked at. Yeah. And it's not I mean, I would say that's the silent person's problem. But to me, it's like I know couples that don't communicate and there's ze- no matter how many great pictures they take together. There's no fucking way that they're happy. Yeah. At the end, like end goal end result going to sleep at night without resentment. I don't think is possible. I are not talking. I don't know how you would even have a relationship at all and not talk. How do you get there? Drugs. <laughs> yes. That's, that's yes. true. Drinking. Drugs. Addiction. Yeah. Busy. A lot of drugs. A lot of TV. Denial. Of yeah. Lack of awareness. Yeah. You're just Attraction. Oh. You're right. There are a lot of ways to get there. Yeah, you can you get there op- on a lot of vehicles. It's like, a, the, like the romance opium den. Yeah. 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 Think, yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. That's a good way to. That's a nice way to put it. But uh, yeah, I think if you if you if you replace the thing you actually need with some heightened amount of something else, where it's like, yeah, we, hey man, like the chemistry's just there, and it's like, great. What do you guys talk about when it's done? It's like, well, we gotta just uh, never be done. Other people, yeah. I find, I find a lot of people who have nothing to talk about just talk about other people. They gossip. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I've known so many couples who I'm like, all they're doing is talking shit about other people. Yeah. How boring. Yeah, that would make me want to. If I, yeah, I, I don't know if this is like bad. I don't know how this is perceived by my partners. I, I would never know, but I can tend to be like, if I don't have anything to say or like an an idea to to riff on, like I just am quiet sometimes. Yeah, same. You know, I think there's a huge difference between being occasionally quiet, a AKA not filling the space with nothing garbage, just yeah you know uh reading off billboards while you're driving versus i don't talk at all or mm-hmm. if you want to talk about your feelings i'm going to just sit there in complete paralysis and pout or something yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then and then you have something bubbling up on you and you just can't say anything because it's too hard mm. because I, you can't yeah. penetrate that let that wall i can be like you where i can be quiet sometimes mm-hmm. you know i i've had partners get mad at me for it that's interesting how does it's it so make weird. you feel? It's terrible feeling. Because you're just operating in neutral, right? Yeah. I, I have no feelings. I'm like, I don't have any negative or positive. I'm just quiet. Do they think you're mad? 
Always. Every man perceives <laughs> quiet as angry. Yeah. And I wish people could, I wish they could see me as a baby and as a toddler. I was incredibly quiet. You're just a quiet person. I was quiet most of my life. The only, my, the only time I've been outspoken is as an adult. Are you an only child? Middle child. Middle child. Middle child of, um, two alcohol, like two addicts. So mm. I was just quiet, quiet yeah. guy, you know? And I think it's actually an asset sometimes to not add to the noise. For example, I'm going to stop talking for the rest of this. <laughs> wow, bold. That's not bold. It's because we basically come to the end of the show. <laughs> wow. That is such a dirty trick. I will what a laugh, dirty, dirty though. Trick. I'll laugh. I'll participate via <laughs> laughter. Um, Jacob, this has been really, really uh, fantastic. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Uh, I... I I weirdly almost defaulted to Mark Marin. <laughs> you good? You feel good? That's what he says at the end of every episode. Hey, do you feel good? But I, I feel genuinely <laughs> want to know because you're a friend of mine and I, I, I love talking to you. I had a great time. I mean, you and I have had a lot of conversations about romance and, and dating. Yeah, and you I just think really you and I, get it. Yeah, I think you and I are, are similarly keeled or at least see the world in the same way where we can laugh about the same tragedies that come along with some of that stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this man has, has, uh, uh, I will tell you, I feel like I'm thinking of, I can't, <laughs> I don't know specific times, but I feel like more than twice he has caught me <laughs> over the past, what, three years, yeah. like g- receiving a text, reading a text, making a face, like reacting to it by myself and then like one person over you know he'll walk five feet and go what's going on yeah <laughs> like he oh, just that's he, amazing he sees you're me. W- you witness people yeah i like yeah, to you, watch you yeah. see people and you're very good at it it's not just that you're looking it's that you know and i think that's probably what makes you a good partner i can't uh you know i don't know the ins and outs of your relationship but i feel like as much as you know you you uh, Think she, you know, she might be more in touch with her emotions than you, or communication, or whatever. I think you got to be better than than you're giving yourself credit for, Thank because because uh, I definitely get that from you. Um, now we conclude our episodes by having our guests pick a number between one through five and asking them a question that corresponds to that number. Wow. Now I feel like no, oh, no. I Stevie, don't don't freak out now. We've had a very unbroken streak of Stevie trying to guess the number that our incorrectly. that our guest has chosen. But I do think that this was a pretty connected uh, conversation. I think we're kind of all on the same page. So I'm going to. Um, so you're going to try to. I'm going to guess what number you're going to. I'm going to guess what I think you're going to say. What number you're going to say. But you've been wrong. A hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent. I've never. So here's what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to guess the number that she's going to guess. I'm going to guess. <laughs> okay. But it might not be the actual number. Dave, I'm going to show you the number under the table with my hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think she thinks I'm going to say three. Oh, it was three. Yeah. Yeah. So she, I broke the streak. You broke the streak. Why did you, how'd you know? Uh, you used one hand, so it had to be under five and you're most likely going to pick three right in the middle. I've never picked three before. You've never picked three before. Well, no. the number it, with the and here's the thing: the <laughs> questions are one through five, so we only have five questions. So it only was ever going to be oh, one I hand. I was assuming through ten, but. Mm. I don't know why because so you probably explained it correctly there. and I didn't listen. But that's and I okay. just caught myself. Wow. I was right. See, and then I said I thought, okay, great. This is so. So you broke the streak, but I'm yet. I've yet to break the streak. You know. You broke the streak. You broke the streak. Kind of. No, I picked a number and you picked the right number. Yeah, this is. You got to give yourself more credit. This we. Okay. Exactly. The streak is done. <laughs> okay. That's the end the of the streak. The streak is done. Stevie, be nice to yourself. I can't. You've done it. You've done you it, guys. Mate. My allergies are raging and. <laughs> 
So is my moodiness as a result. All right. I mean, this was such a huge buildup to what, I, what is a pretty mild question, but honestly, it is something what? I'd like to know. Question it? number three is what is your favorite snack? <gasps> oh, wow. What is my favorite snack? Um, can I do a sweet and a savory? Yes, a please. please. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my favorite sweet snack is Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, I put great it in the guess. freezer. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. A very good show. Do, do, much more than frozen? I mean, much more than uh, than thawed? Uh, much more preferred. I will eat both happily, and I probably get the same ele- level of satisfaction. Mm. But I think that little extra crunch or that little snap you get from the, the freezer snap. is... Now, question in particular about these. Mm-hmm. When they have holiday versions, like the Easter egg mm-hmm. or... Um, the uh, Christmas Valentine- tree. Yeah. You know you I pref- love them. You prefer, do you prefer the holiday ones because of the ratio is different? Or yes. You pref- okay, yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> me too <laughs> by a lot. The more peanut butter is much better. Yes, I agree. They At, do yeah. an egg. Yes, the they do. Great. The tree the is great. great. The egg has they a gotta lot They got to do more. a Valentine's Day one, right? They do a heart, for sure. I'm sure there's a heart. They do a heart. I want that. Okay, what's I your savory? It. Savory snack? Um, I don't need. I, I feel like I'm a guy that just like floats from meal to meal. Mm. <laughs> 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 like I'm not. Eat, I don't. I'm not eating a lot of snacks. Probably like some chips with some really good hot salsa. Ooh. So like tortilla chips. Yeah. Are um, you a spicy? Are you a spicy? Not to uh, rip off Nick Weiger, but I am a bit of a heat seeker. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Heat seeker. Yeah, my girlfriend recently was like, I think you should stop eating so much spicy food. You have a more sensitive stomach than you're admitting. And I went, I simply can't. (laughs) I like it. I love the heat. I love the... You get a little high. It's like a little tiny trip. Yeah. But... Okay, to that end, because and I just want to know, and I'm not asking you to name, like, to give me a Scoville level in terms of, like, number. You know what? This is, like... Scoville level is a it measures the hot well Stevie. <laughs> I honestly, you know what the Scoville. I honestly thought we were talking suddenly about Rory Scoville, and I was like, "What does he have to do with our podcast?" Oh wow! He, but uh, honestly, but I, I would like, love to have him on. That'd be awesome. Huge fan. <laughs> It'd be a great cat. One of the funniest. <laughs> It'd be a great cat. Uh, no, no, it, it's just it's just it references how hot uh, a food is. But do, are, do, do you really, really go for it? Are we talking ghost pepper? Are we? Yeah, how? Yeah, baby. Oh Ooh. my god! Like why? I've done like at Dave's Hot Chicken, I've done the Reaper. <gasps> wow, um, that's hard. That's yeah, hard for me. I've done the extra hot at Howland's. Like, uh, I've been like I went to Thailand and was like, yeah, make it how you make it, and like have been absolutely blasted out of my brains. You do, by the you heat. do feel a little bit high. How long does it take you to come down from that? It's usually like a ten minute. 15 minutes sort of zone yeah but that's on a bite like some of the stuff you have one bite and you're just gone Uh, yeah anytime when i tried howland's it was a bite uh and it and it i couldn't i couldn't imagine eating a whole big old chicken no where are you at on the scoville uh rory scoville (laughs) on the rory scoville levels uh i mean i don't really know the 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 numbers but uh i would just say one through ten i'm a baby uh three i don't Mm. know i I i like i like a little bit of a heat in a salsa but uh, okay, well, here, here's this will tell you. I was eating uh, breakfast the other day, and there was uh, at a diner, and they had two hot sauces next to each other, and one was like triple X hot habanero, and one was just like regular hot. And I thought, like, I'm by myself. I don't care. And I I took a bite. I dipped some. Uh, I think it was like a breakfast potato in the extra hot. 
took a big old bite. Now, is and it, I hate to stop this. Breakfast potato is different than a hash brown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not the not the not. I, mean, I prefer the brown. I okay. thought I was getting a hash brown. I got the potato. Okay. You know the wedges. Yeah. Oh yeah. Little, I just had are to be able to visualize it. I'm so sorry to derail no, no, the no, no, momentum. Are we talking like uh like French fry oh. wedges? Or are we talking little uh triangles? Triangle. What are those called? Home fries, Home fries? I believe. Yeah, these were, just, you know, they weren't great. I'm not going to name the place, but they really let me down square breakfast one. wise. Keep going. No, Square One is fantastic. They have the best ones of those. They, they've never. Just ma- say what fucking restaurant it was. Millie's dude. Kitchen, okay? Oh, I got, God. I got no love for that place. Millie's <laughs> Kitchen. I saw somebody just tweeted that they're like, how embarrassing to wait in line at Millie's <laughs> on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. This was like, a, this was last Thursday. I had some time to myself. I wanted some breakfast. I was, I, I, had, I had exercised. I thought I'd earned it. Hell and yeah. I, you I, did. I, yes, I King. threw my meal away on Millie's and I took a bite of this, whatever, habanero, triple X, whatever. Ugh, and just well. had a full on coughing fit in front of the kitchen staff. And they thought I was a little bitch. And you know what? I was. So on a scale of one to 10, Scoville, Roy Scoville level, I'm a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, Jacob, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jacob Waisaki and check out I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club anymore on anywhere you get podcasts. Stitcher, and that's on the Apple head, Podcasts. HeadGum Network, right? Yep, it's on the HeadGum Network. You can check it out there. What kind of guests are we talking? We're talking Nicole Byer. Ooh. We're talking Big Grande. Yes. We're talking the Bath Boys, Alana Damn. Johnston, Damn. Uh, Katie Delaney. Wow. Um, the hits keep coming. Zach Wayama, Devin Field. My God. Okay, so it's a stacked lineup. And Star-studded lineup. And we can listen in order, like in a, along the timeline of you slowly losing your Correct. mind. Correct. It starts at hour zero and then goes all the way to hour 72. Okay, so listeners, you've just, this is a, this is a rational, thoughtful, sensitive, wonderful <laughs> man. You can listen to this show and, and he starts basically at what we, you just experienced him as. And then at the end... He's lost his, his mind. So I think that's a, that's, awesome. that's a pretty good commercial for that. Check out that pod. <laughs> Follow him everywhere. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jacob. Thank you, time, Jacob. Guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Pretty great. You know what, Dave? <laughs> you told me he was going to be great. I always believe you when you tell me someone's going to be great because you've never failed at this. <laughs> but he is really wonderful. What a wonderful, um, having never met him before, like probably a lot of our listeners, I I was like p- so pleasantly surprised by how, uh, I hate to say this, and I think he would probably hate to hear this, <laughs> how woke he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, he's, I don't. I don't know if you would hate. I mean, the that word is. I think burned. I think. I think. How, no, but what can we do now? Saying you know, it's because it's like what encapsulates woke without calling someone woke. I think. Uh, I don't know. Emotionally intelligent. Real, yes, emotionally intelligent. He showed up to the conversation, and he's shown up to the conversation in general. He's yeah. He's a, like he's an evolved man. Yeah. And I think that that is different than woke because there's nothing performative about it. He. I uh, like that distinction a lot. Yeah, and I, you know, up top, I was, I was, uh, you know, I was being cheeky, calling him a, a bad boy. But there is, you know, there is something about him, like we're we're yeah. party friends, we're comedy friends. I see him around. He's he's a, a very a very funny actor, very funny performer, great improviser. Yeah, and you he know, has you, edge. Yeah, like that's how I would describe it, right? He has edge, and. <laughs> It's also the reason that for a long time I refused for, I mean, I've been meditating for like over 10 years, but for a while I didn't want to meditate because I was like, I was afraid it was going to get rid of my edge. Oh, really? Yeah. I really thought that would. It doesn't. It doesn't. Huh. Your edge stays. If you have edge, it'll stay. 
Interesting. What? What? Uh, well, I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, I I'm not. Uh, I'm a, I'm. I know. I know. It's easy to change, but I'm a bad meditator. Okay. Um. What? Uh. I don't know if. I don't know what I'm afraid of. Um. But I think just I have a hard time emptying my mind as someone with like uh you know diagnosed ADD. Yeah. Um. How how do you get into the rhythm of it and how do you feel it's benefited you? Oh, my gosh. Um, it well, I started getting into the rhythm by literally. So I today I do transcendental meditation, which is oh. 20 minutes of meditating in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. So I do 40 minutes of meditation every single day. That's a lot. It's a lot, but it doesn't feel like a lot. And when you start seeing the benefits, it stops feeling like you don't even negotiate it anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just like, this is, this helps me so much. Yeah. Um, so I just do it right when I wake up. So I don't even have to set a timer or anything because you just wake up. I let the dogs out and then I go sit and meditate for 20 minutes. And then I meditate every day at like 3 PM. Um, I set a timer for it. That's how I got in the rhythm of it. But before I was doing TM, which is like very easy to space and time and the benefits are, I can't even tell you like yeah. it, it changed. It regulated my blood pressure which used to be very low. It's also proven to do that TM in particular. Um, I feel like I can pause like when I get an email that's just like insane or I get overwhelmed. Like I have like the ability to pause, which I never did before TM. Like I, I I mean, and also has given me a community of people, like-minded people who practice the same thing, mindfulness. And it's pretty incredible. Um, But before that, I did um, an app called Insight Timer. Mm. This is not an ad for them, but it was my favorite meditation app because you could kind of just pick and choose what you were feeling. Like if you wanted to do a five-minute meditation on mindfulness, if you wanted to do a 10-minute meditation on love, like they had such a variety. And for some reason, that app really spoke to me. I really like that app. Um... I, I know a lot of people who use Headspace. I just don't like the same voice being used over and over again. I like to pick and choose the people who I liked. You know, that's what I tried when I was doing it. I it didn't speak I got to, me. to be okay at it and I felt like I like I plateaued kind of early and then I just stopped doing it. So yeah. I'm gonna give this uh this insight timer thing a shot. Um It's really wonderful. It really it changed my relationship to meditation. That's very cool. Yeah. And this is not uh trust me if you've heard any of our uh sponsor <laughs> the sponsor ads they're a lot less uh, organic than this, so that's how you know that this isn't that they are not a sponsor of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but that that is all a a bit of bit of a tangent but yeah i i um i do like the many uh the many uh speeds and vibes of of jacob i love i do too yeah i I wasn't i wasn't exaggerating when i say that he's he like he sees me when when we're out and if i'm in like a certain mood just and we also know a lot of the same people but if he's like what's going on man i just he's he's someone who i mean he would be an amazing therapist because i just uh he's good at making me tell him things well he was the first out of I don't know how many episodes of our podcast we've done, he was the first guest to ever ask me how I felt. Oh. He said to me, "How did that make you feel?" Never have we had a guest that has asked that. He cares. He cares, and he's very emotionally intelligent and yeah. pre- and present. He seems very present. Honestly, it's a very I don't know you know what work he's he's done to get there, or if he's just always been like that. But it is a cool vibe to have an edge you maintain to have sort of a yeah 
a, a reputation of being cool and i and i guess i don't really use that term lightly but like by yeah, i'd cool. say yeah it's like the first word i would use to describe him but he also shows up for the conversation listens to you asks you how you feel yeah it's great yeah and uh and yeah i, I really enjoyed talking to him and uh it's it's great that he's in a in a great relationship that makes him feel good i know and if you um haven't been convinced yet listen to his podcast yes see yeah listen to uh listen to him go slowly insane um I, I got a little accountability check in for myself. Yes. Um, after about a, what is it, month and a half, two months after. Uh, so you have an intake when you have a personal trainer and they make you step on a weird, uh, sophisticated thing that's a scale that tells you what your body mass index and all that stuff is. Uh, which felt uh, incredibly, um, I don't know if invasive is the right word, but I did not know if I wanted to know all of that stuff about myself the first time. No, um, I wouldn't want to know ever. I've gotten my, uh, I got a little bit of a, an update yeah. uh, as of this morning. I've gained four pounds of muscle. <gasps> Congratulations. Yeah. That's incredible. That's hard to do. I, he, he, my trainer seemed very uh, impressed and I, I will say, I don't feel that different. I noticed some slight uh, changes in my body, but for the most part, uh, it just feels like um, there's still a lot of progress. I'm still excited to keep going. Um, That's incredible. And I'm slowly learning to be a little bit less hard on myself with what I eat, what I put in my body and what my kind of like uh, physical output, like I I'm good at I've been good at going three four sometimes five times a week to the gym but if I miss two days in a row uh, I I've I'm getting better at being nicer to myself and wow. knowing that like it's working a little bit uh, even if incrementally you know it's it's a very cool thing that's a great update yeah I yeah have no real update for you in regard to that i'm no? just still doing hot yoga and taking walks but you but you you're a very you are a fitness guru fo- <laughs> <laughs> thank no, you, you for saying that yes i am <laughs> no, you, you stay on yourself yeah here's the thing i'm i'm never off I love I love how it feels to work out i never get off track because i like how it feels i it do you do it every day no, I don't. I don't. I don't have a rhythm. I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Every day I check in and I go, do you want to work out today? And then I do if I want to. And I don't if I want to. And that's it. Every it's, single day I ask myself what I'd like to do. It's a very cool uh, uh, relationship to have with, with your body and with fitness. It's nice. It's fluid and it doesn't feel like there's any pressure. You know what? I got one more thing for you. Yeah. I went looking for the just because I mean, I know it. I know it's gone at this point, but I went looking for. The 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 sketch that we did together that yeah, I always I don't know where it is it's gone whoever the person who made it took it offline I don't know why maybe it was just too funny wow but, that's crazy you can't get anything offline I know I've asked I've people tried. to take things down <laughs> they don't but in in trying to search for both of us on YouTube I found some some old stuff that you did and it was so funny oh thank you you're a vi- I mean I whatever I know I know you're funny because we do this show together but uh, you know. What a weird! I've been just having a weird little nostalgia trip with myself. Going like I, I got asked to do a comedy show where yeah. I was going to have to do sketches the other day, and I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. But that was such a huge part of my life, and I realized Both this probably was life. a big part of your life too. Yeah, huge. I used to do improv all the time. I did sketches all the time. Um, 
you know, still open to doing them, but just in a different way, probably. I think so, too. Yeah, I had an idea to do um, a live show that I might try to launch soon, but it's very not... Uh, what I ever would have guessed that I would be doing because cool. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of stuff. It's been a, it's been a good couple of weeks and I have about a month left on my current job. So ask me in four weeks how I'm feeling. I'll probably be pacing around and oh staring God. at the wall. You'll be doing creative things. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm coining this year. Uh, we've got some big 2020 energy. Ooh. Okay. We're uh, just going to make stuff and do what we want. All right. I want to, I want to keep that big 2020 energy yeah, going. Keep it up. Um, listeners, you can reach us. You can call our hotline. It's uh, 213-458-5236. That's 213-458-5236. You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com. Anything, drop us a line. We've got uh, you know, we've got some some good messages rolling in. It makes us feel uh wanted and uh observed. <laughs> 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 uh, boy. Uh, nothing in me thought you were going to say observed. I oh, love I that. I was very much surprised too. Sometimes <laughs> the things that come out of my mouth are just <laughs> shocking, especially when I'm on autopilot. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You, yep. can, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Dwibbler. That's when I made up. Uh, um, you can so- find us on Peter. Or- <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Peter. Peter or Piper or L- Lister or... Uh, Quipper Quipper Yeah Quipper is a really fun uh, It's a really fun New social media Kind of platform That we're both on We do Uh, Short quips (laughs) We do 12 second vlogs together (laughs) And uh, they haven't taken off yet But I'm hopeful Yep 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 uh, anyway, guys, uh, that's all a bunch of silly little bullshit from us. But thank you so much for listening, and we will see you, or you will hear us next week. And we probably won't see you, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, if we do, come say hi. You know? you know what? This is how the sausage is made. It's all staying in. I'm not making a single edit this week. Uh-uh, no way, man. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're You're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.